Hello everyone and welcome back to the Rethinkers podcast. My name is Carolina Kalin and in this episode we hear from Manuel Stucki and Philippe Portenier on the topics of having time in life to be creative and of being content. This conversation really fits with the broader theme of this podcast series, which is to shed some light onto the question of how to be human in a warming world. Manuel is a physiotherapist and semi-professional musician, and Philip holds a master's degree in philosophy and is also an ordained Buddhist monk from the Soto Zen School. Manuel and Philip have been lifelong friends, and they both share a passion for music, enjoy engaging in philosophical conversations, and are very interested in the role that time plays or in the role that having time plays in our daily lives. During our conversation, they share with us why they think that boredom is important for creativity, and they also share how they go about the sometimes tricky business of being content with the way we spend our time. They also tell us why it is valuable to think of time spent with other people not as time spent together, but as time shared together. We hear from Manuel's and Philip's own personal experiences and also get some insights from Philip's perspective as a Zen monk. I've really enjoyed this thoughtful in-person conversation and I hope that you will enjoy listening to the episode. So do you want to start by telling us how you both became interested in the topic of uh, how we manage time or the importance of having time in our daily lives? Uh, for me, it came with being a parent and in two sense, because um, on one side, before you have kids, you are the master of your own time. You can do with, with your time what you want. You can spend your time with whatever you like to do. And when you have, uh, have kids, you start to have little people in your life that dictate everything they dictate when you eat when they're older what you eat and when you go to bed when you are at home everything so since i wanted to have my projects still even even although i had kids i i started to realize yes i need to manage my time and time is important and the second sense is um I want to spend time with my kids and I want to appreciate the time and time they, we have heard it so many times, but they grow up so fast. One day you have them as toddler in your hands and the next day you wake up and they don't want to be held by you because they have, they are so active. And so every phase in the progress of, of the child is very, very important if you want to really enjoy it and um, spend time with the kid and experience everything. So it's, it's very precious. For me, it was um, on one hand um, working as a physiotherapist. Every half an hour, another patient. So I really had to think a lot about time to keep up. <laughs> And yeah, there I really um, experienced the pressure of time in a in a bad way. Really, uh, yeah, was not uh, quality time always to think about time and then I took one year like a sabbatical and I had plenty of time <laughs> to think about also to have time to to forget time and that's why I became interested and what did you do during your sabbatical year um, I did a lot of music I started a new project um, so I spent a lot of time in my um, band room and also I did with a rickshaw I did some sightseeing tours and also there I had a lot of time to do this uh, showing around yeah and you have a song no that's called the hope flows that for me it's a it's sort of a bit relevant to the topic of time do you maybe want to talk about what the song is about or what inspired that song Yeah, actually, the topic is a bit about please, um, like mind become still or shut up mind. <laughs> um, I would like to stop thinking. And um, so it's it's not so much about time. It's more about having a, a quiet mind. But of course, like to being stressed all day long, running after time, 
is as well uh, keeps on moving the brain. Yeah, that's very interesting what you just said about the uh, chaotic mind. And uh, what about you, Philip? Do you have any inputs on how to deal with a chaotic mind from your perspective as an ordained Zen monk? I do a lot of meditation. By a lot, I mean I try to do uh, half an hour every day and from time to time I go to a center and then spend uh, a, a few hours or even a, a day or try to make a retreat. And when we try to do meditation, we, in our school, we try to sit down and notice things and don't do anything. We, we don't plan to reach a different state than, that we are already in. Uh, because the, in Mahayana Buddhism, is it, uh, the philosophy says that nirvana or the enlightenment is right now and right here. It's, it's no place else. It's not something that you reach later to bring back time. Um, so when you try to meditate like that, you don't necessarily get a calm mind. It's, and it's not the goal of it. But sitting there and appreciate what is without judging it. That's, I, I guess, the point. And um, ironically, you get a little calmer and quieter and more peaceful if you achieve to accept what is. Uh, and, and that includes all topics of I, I, what am I doing here, why I'm spending so much time sitting and facing a wall. In our school, we face the wall. And um, the feeling of I should be doing something else or uh, I don't have time or this is boring. I, uh, I should do something productive and all that. And that's kind of my take on what, what, what we could do with the unquiet mind. Yes. And so if your mind is in a chaotic state, it's not about calming the mind. It's just about accepting that maybe now you're in a more chaotic or stressful mindset yes. and uh, that's okay for the for the moment. Yes, exactly. Because Buddhism is, is, is on suffering and you suffer not because of the quiet, unquiet and chaotic mind, but because of you don't want to have the unquiet yeah. and chaotic yeah. mind. And um, it's just our human state. And we, we, we also need to be unquiet and, and chaotic, otherwise things wouldn't change. So things wouldn't change with the society or with the uh, in environment in a positive way, even if not, there are not people thinking, uh, being restless and thinking we should do something about this. Yeah, it's interesting because I think on one hand that's true, but then I think on the other hand... I feel like having time is linked to creativity and sometimes I feel like because we are in such a, I don't know, not really stressful society, but in a society where a lot of people try to keep themselves busy at all times, sometimes I feel like that takes away creativity and uh, in order to deal with, the, for example, climate change and all of that, I think we really need creativity. Um, and so I was wondering how you feel uh, that creativity is linked uh, to the to the topic of having time on your hands. Do you feel that you're more creative uh, when you have free time, when you have uh, enough free time? Were you more creative when you had your sabbatical? Um, definitely. But maybe, first of all, after uh, being bored, <laughs> then uh, after this state, all of a sudden, yeah, I had a good idea. And uh, yeah, I totally agree. We need time to... Yeah, we need time to think, and with thinking, all of a sudden there there can arise a new creative idea. And you said it came after being bored for a time. Do you feel like being bored was important for creativity? Do you feel like if you hadn't had a time where you were bored, you wouldn't have had, the, for example, the idea for your music project? I think so. Even if it, it didn't... Uh, feel um like it was not a so so good feeling it was a bit like um now i should like being happy in be, during my sabbatical doing productive creative stuff so it was also a bit of suffering this uh yeah episodes of being bored <laughs> yeah, i also think boredom is very important and i cannot by the life of me remember when the last time I was bored really really bored because there's so many things around uh, our smartphones uh, Netflix whatever 
that grapples your attention. You, I, I have not feel bored for for a very long time. And even uh, we we also did a sabbatical uh, last year with our family, and I think after just one week of traveling around in our bus, we had a, a kind of a routine that we followed pretty strictly. Every second day, uh, each of us had the kids, and the other one had time for him or herself. And uh, I think that routine was very important for us. And we drove at exactly the same time every day. We changed places. We, we drove the same uh, amount of kilometers every day. Uh, so to have the routine, I don't think necessarily in order not to be bored, but it's also helpful for us to have this routine. But but to being creative, it, it, I think boredom is, is essential yeah, to, to come to new ideas. I find interesting. I also meditate some days, not regularly, but often when I sit down for long enough, half an hour, then I get bored, <laughs> really get bored. And um, my mind is bored and all of a sudden, I have good ideas <laughs> during meditation, during trying not to think, but uh, at least my mind has some freedom to think. And uh, that's, yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like for me, the kinds of ideas I have when I'm bored are different to the kinds of ideas that I might have when I feel under pressure. I think that's important what you said before that sometimes when we feel like we don't have time, that's not necessarily a negative thing because it might mean that we're working towards a goal or towards something, for example, that we might think could be beneficial for society. But I feel like if I think of it sort of, uh, I don't know, when you're working on uh, technical things, for example, if you're under time pressure, you might know we need to reach this or that goal and we have a fixed time. So now we need to be creative uh, to come up with a solution to this problem to reach that goal. Whereas I feel like if I'm more bored, it's more of a creativity that's tied to self-reflection, maybe in a way where you might also wonder, oh, is the goal actually the right goal? And I feel like when you're under time pressure, I find it hard to have that kind of creativity to ask myself whether the goal is actually the right goal or whether the question we're trying to address is the right question. Yeah, it's a, in, in Zen we say uh, you don't try to stop the mind because the mind, the, the, the brain is just an organ. It produces thoughts as some other organ produces uh, something else. You cannot stop it. It's the job of the brain to produce thoughts. And when you are doing something and um, are goal-orientated and under pressure, your mind and your brain, I, I, I use it equally now, but uh, wouldn't necessarily be so, but tries to solve the problem and is very goal-oriented but if you don't give it some borders it's it goes everywhere and that might be the creativity of it that your mind jumps on something that is completely not related to what's happening right now or connecting dots or something that uh, you could you couldn't have foreseen and and that is, is a is a very good thing to experience and to have and also important if you want to um, come to new solutions to problems but it's not planable. So if you want to sit down and say, hey, I want to have a new idea on how to solve the problem of climate change, maybe it will not happen like this because it's too big of a problem. But, but maybe if, if um, enough people had enough spare time and enough boredom, maybe collectively there are enough good ideas to change something. It might be a little bit digression, but there are in, in writing there are two kinds of writers: the pantsers and um, the plotters. Mm -hmm. Do you know the difference? Maybe explain a little bit. Pantsers are the uh, are the ones that sit down, don't plan anything, and and write by the seat of their pants. That's why they uh, yeah, call okay. it that way. They just write and they don't plan anything, and then yeah. and they write, and they are those are also the types of writer that are are prone to be sitting around and, and looking out of the window because they don't know what happens. For them, I guess it's, it's true. You need a little bit of boredom in order to be creative. The other one is the, the plotter who plans everything ahead and then sits down and writes to plan. So the creative part is, happens beforehand. And um, 
I think both kinds is real. So if you if you want to, to, to write a song, you could sit down for half an hour every day and something will happen in that half an hour, even if you're not that inspired. So creativity seems to be something that is evasive, some kind. You cannot plan it. You need a little bit of boredom maybe. But otherwise, if you work hard and try long enough, it, something happens. How does it work for you? Which music do you feel like... Uh... You're more of a pantser or a, what was the other word? Plotter. Or a plotter. <laughs> um, actually, actually, I'm, I think I'm also more a plotter because maybe the idea all of a sudden comes while wandering in the mountains. But then to really have the, the writing, the lyrics, I really have to force myself to sit down and work for an hour or two hours. And um, so, yeah, it's a it's a mixture. Yeah. But I still I need to take my time to sit down and write. Mm -hmm. And already, yeah, the last year I didn't find really the time to sit down and write my song text. Mm -hmm. So last year I did more uh, covers, cover songs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's much easier when I don't really take my time to sit down it's very interesting you said take my time i think uh, when i when i thought about the topics i i wondered uh, in english you say i have time i spend my time and i take my time and mm -hmm. there are different nuances between yeah, between yeah, the definitely. things yeah um just linguistically and you said i don't take the time and that's is is um is a conscious, a, a conscious thing. You could take your time, but but also taking. I, I take my time means I I I think I take things slowly. So I take my I'm going somewhere. I take my time. So I go slowly, and um, spending time is more of a, with with in a way capitalistic idea of I have a fixed budget of time and I spend my time. <laughs> and when I have this time time spent, I don't get it yeah, back. Yeah, the word which spending is, is, uh, yeah, is in there. Yeah, which is which is kind of true, also yes. And taking the time, uh, no, we had we had that already. Having the time is is something else. It's uh, I am free to to spend the time somewhere because sometimes we are not free when we are working and when we have to work to earn something uh, or uh, take care of the kids or whatever. It's lingu linguistically interesting. I yeah, it's really interesting, and I, I never thought about it uh, that way. So for you, you, you didn't take your time, or you didn't had the time. What's, what was it? Honestly, I could have taken the time <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I only work three days a week. I don't have children yet. I have plenty of. I had plenty of time. But uh, yeah, I had other priorities. Actually, when I did my sabbatical, I had I had really a lot of time, and also now during um, the shutdowns during the pandemic, and I found out what is really important for me in my life, what I really enjoy doing, and that really. To have this time to think, to reflect about this topic helped me to really choose more priorities. And then I can forget time and really do things. I really, really, um, my heart is really beating for that. And But I agree um, to Philip that the problem is we can also have too much time. And then, yeah, the thinking can go in a negative direction and then it's not really helpful and so you feel like that when you find something that you really enjoy doing then you stop wondering about whether you have time or not and you just enjoy uh, doing that activity and uh, you're torturing yourself less <laughs> <laughs> with the question of whether you're using your time uh, wisely exactly i mean i think we all know this experience when we when we come in a, in a flow by doing something an activity we really love we forget completely about time mm -hmm. and that's quality time yeah, yeah that's very true yeah 
And do you feel like the year off was uh, helpful in figuring out for yourself what uh, where your priorities are or what's important to you? I think yeah, a little bit of figuring figuring out and also of of trying out stuff that so I don't have this inner voice. Ah, you should that. You should you should take time off and live as a musician because I did that and uh, I experienced it and I saw also the like the, the not so easy um side of it and so maybe that's why i'm i'm more really satisfied with what i'm living now when you were talking i was thinking am i satisfied at the moment with everything i do and yes i am and maybe it is because of the sabbatical but then i was wondering do you need to take a sabbatical in order for for, for you to feel that and i i thought i'm pretty much convinced that no you don't need to do that but you need to make some um, it's it's twofold again on one side you need to be content with what you have because you will never get anything else than what you have life will not be better in two years by some miraculous way and so be content with it now because now is the time that you have tomorrow you will not have today on the other hand, you need to work in those in, in that direction that you w will uh, w want your your life to see. So, for me, it was the sabbatical. We we quit our job. We we quit our apartment. So we had to make the conscious decision where we want to live, uh, how much we want to work, what we want to work. But basically, you can do that decision every time. So you you're not forced to work someplace. Most of us are not forced to work someplace, specifically someplace, so you can make that decision. So both of them, be content with what you have and realize it's everything you will get and accept it and in, in a way letting go of, of your desires, but on the other hand, work in a direction, uh, giving your life a direction in what, what you want to achieve. I think that's important, like a, a balance of both, mm -hmm. accepting and working in a direction. But first of all, you need to know your direction and therefore maybe you need time to experience to being bored and then you find your direction. Maybe, but maybe you, you already know. Maybe you know in your heart in what direction you want to go. And if you change direction on the way, it will be okay. Because at that point in your biography you if you practice both points being content and having direction you can change the direction while being content it would not be would be a bad thing but maybe if, if we we think of time as a linear thing um we need to try things in in uh, different points of our life in order to get the right direction in quotation marks so i i am um, i think what you say is true but also maybe just start with by being content and giving your life a direction. We do, you don't need to have time because it's a luxur luxury. What we talk about making a sabbatical, it costs money. <laughs> and uh, not everybody can do that. So I try to speak to those people that cannot do that. Being content and giving your life a direction, even if it's not, if you're not convinced that it's the right direction, just give it the one you feel like is the, is the one you want to take will not be that far off and if it is you can change and what if it's not so easy being content then maybe you need first of all some time to think about why can i can't i be content being content is very easy i think you sit down you breathe in your belly you breathe out and things will be okay In part, it's, it's linked to that, what I said before, our brains, is, is, it's just an organ that produces thoughts and some of the thoughts will be, I should be doing something better because sometimes it's true. And uh, in that times, it's, it's important that we listen to that voice, but I don't think that we could, we could stop that voice from constantly telling us what we should do, what could be better. It's not, it's not um, I think it's not pos humanly possible and also not desirable because and we wouldn't never do something better. Um, uh, so it, it comes back to that, what I said earlier about meditation, to, to let go of that thought. 
if it's not helpful at the moment. Uh, and also let go of the thought if it's helpful, because sometimes you cannot listen to it because you have to do something else that is less important maybe, but it's, it's uh, uh, something that has to be done right now. It seems to me that both of you have mentioned the the words quality time quite a bit in our conversation uh, so far. So it seems uh, like quality time is kind of a keyword here when we speak about time. Yeah, we forget about time and quality time. It's uh, uh, but but there's also judgment in there. There's quality time, and uh, if if there's quality time, there is time that is not well spent in a in a sense that is not that we cannot enjoy because we have to spend it somewhere and with something or someone that we don't enjoy. And um, in an absolute sense, if you get back to the idea that your time is limited and the, every second that you spend is spent and will not come back, it's very sad if you have to do things that you don't enjoy. Um, but I don't mean that uh, we, we just should go out and stop uh, working for our corporate jobs and whatever. What I mean is, um, with with that in mind, every second we spend is our time. In 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 Zen Buddhism, time is very important in the sense of time is linked with existence. Without time, there is no existence, and um, so time is life. And it's very sad if we have to spend time, live, and feel like we could. Be doing something better so you can you can take that two ways maybe you should spend your time with something better maybe that's sometimes the, the best thing to do but other times we have to go to the toilet we have to cook we have to work in order to earn money mm-hmm. or in, in 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 old times we had to work in order to eat mm-hmm. very direct uh, we have to do those things and maybe we can do those things in a way so they so that we don't feel like we we spend that time. Yes. <laughs> not in a very good manner. Yeah. Last time we met, you, you, I think you, you said that even though at the moment you have a lot of time, you still don't have enough time yes. for, for doing all the things you would like to do. Yeah. And I asked myself, is it negative that you don't have time for everything? Do you suffer that you don't, that you're not able to do everything or you don't suffer? You see, I, I did a lot of cool stuff. I even have more stuff I would lo- love to do, but it's okay mm-hmm. that I don't have time for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it really, it, it depends also the judging, how we judge it. That, yeah. I mean, it's also um, interesting if we, we are curious about many things but we are realistic. We, we see my energy has a limitation. My time has a limitation. And um, I think there is also, a, I think it's a bit um, connects with what you said before, that when we have lower expectations about what we would, lo- we would like to do, to achieve, to be productive, when I want less, I have more time. I think there is a big connection between the feeling of having time for life with um, lower expectations. Yeah, I think I heard this quote. I don't remember where it was, but I heard the quote somewhere that the uh, key to happiness is low expectations. And I think it's uh, it's true for a lot of things. And uh, sometimes I wonder if the fact that at the moment, we seem to be in a society where a lot of people feel like they don't have time, whether that's also linked to the fact that we are maybe also a society that has so many possibilities. So everyone feels like, oh, I could be doing so many different things and I need to find like the right thing for me. And whereas maybe in a different society, in a different time where there were just less possibilities, um, you spend less time torturing yourself with, oh, what which one of all of these things could be the right thing to do for me. You were just doing the things that you could do at that moment and, uh, and there were less questions. So uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's very true what you said. Yeah, that's, uh, that's certainly uh, some, uh, an aspect of it. Uh, I feel like while I grow older, I'm not that old. I, I uh, turned 35 this year, if I counted correctly. <laughs> um, I feel like the possibilities are going away. I will never be a uh, pro 
uh, football player because I'm I'm just too old, and I will never learn to uh, to skateboard because I am too old, and that's okay. Even for things that uh, I I would have done or would have liked to do, the possibilities are just going away. And in in that sense, the, the older I get, the less possibilities I have. Um, lower expectations I have in that sense uh, I feel like it's okay I cannot do everything uh, I mean I would like to learn Japanese I would like to learn Chinese I would like to learn some uh, art some some kind of martial arts but maybe it's not the time now yeah, maybe it's a lowering of expectations or also just an increase in patience maybe as we get older we just become more patient or we feel like we don't have to do everything today or tomorrow maybe in 10 years you will learn Japanese and that's okay whereas one thing I was also wondering this is a question uh, for you um, Manuel since you work 60% I think right I have now 70% all right you have 70% <laughs> right you told me uh, a week ago I was talking to someone else who was working 60% and they were explaining to me how even though the person was really happy to be only working 60% um, was a choice for them, they also felt like they always had to justify why they only work uh, so little towards other people that they meet. So I was wondering if that's something uh, you also faced uh, with your part-time job. Yeah, at the beginning, I really, um, I think... I answered to this question, ah, oh, what are you doing the, the other days? Yeah, I'm doing music. I'm productive. I'm a semi-professional musician. And... But now I'm more honest. <laughs> I really say, yeah, sometimes I, I practice music, but actually I just have more time for living. Sit down in the morning, sit down in a chair, like drinking a coffee, reading a good book. That's so um, quality of life, good quality. And yeah, it, it took me some time to really, um, yeah, to to dare to, to say honestly that it's, yeah, more time to appreciate lots of other things I am curious in life. But what is wrong? Time is money. That's wrong. I have more time, <laughs> but I have less money. <laughs> but uh, that's also uh, a good experience. I have to find ways to spend my time without spending too much money. And I think from an environmental point of view, I think that's uh, interesting because I feel like if we want to reach a more sustainable world I think uh, for me in my mind we actually need to be a society that spends less money that's less materialistic so uh, in that regard I find the idea of working part-time really interesting because I feel like well I'm talking about Switzerland here it's really different in other countries where there's more poverty and all of that obviously but I feel like in Switzerland uh, where a lot of people have a really high standard of living if everyone had a bit less money but maybe more time that might actually be a better world because so we would also be spending less money on materials that we might not actually need uh, to be happy so and we would all have to work less because we don't need to produce as much stuff yeah so it would be a, yeah. a, a, a good uh, feedback there yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was also working 60 percent for a lot of time but i found it interesting because nobody ever asked me why are you 60 are working 60 percent that's three days uh, and what are you doing with the other days because I had kids. It's clear, okay, yeah, you work three days so that you can look after the kids for the other two days of the week, of the work week. And and before that, I was studying. So what are you doing with the rest? Yes, I w I'm still studying, trying to, to write my master thesis and stuff. Uh, I, but I all, always said that from myself. It's not some somebody else judging me. It was me, myself, judging me, my, myself. Yeah, and it's interesting because there's sometimes ideas as well with universal salaries, right? Where like the idea is that everyone gets a certain amount of money regardless of whether you have a job. I really don't, don't know much about the details, but sometimes it's being criticized because people feel like, oh, but then everyone would just go on holidays and uh, have fun and no one would work towards the things that are useful in society. But then I feel like 
maybe ultimately everyone actually wants to do something that they feel is useful. And uh, the idea of working part-time for me is also interesting there, because I feel like, well, maybe if you work part-time, you use the rest of your time to do something that you might find valuable. And for example, making music is, uh, I find it definitely valuable for other people because everyone enjoys listening to music. Yeah, definitely. I think the the link between working and um, the salary and the, the time you spend at work, because basically we, we exchange time against the salary because uh, all all the places i i worked it was uh, the question was always when do you come in the morning how many hours do you work and then you get the salary that's the most important thing it's not the question of what you do with the time um the main thing is you you are here <laughs> and you spend your time here doing some work of course but nobody asks how much work we, you get done as long as you look busy and you say you are busy, it is good enough. But it's very important that you clock in at the right time, you clock out at the right time and all, all that. So uh, it's, uh, I think um, in, the, in the future, questions like how many hours do we need to work? How much are we getting paid for, for death hours? And what do we consume and, what, and how do we spend that money when you're not working is, is very important, I guess. Yeah, Manuel, you were mentioning before that as a physiotherapist, you thought there was a link between time and uh, quality. And I guess the idea of clocking in and out of work or clocking your time at work, if you work uh, in a medical field like a physiotherapy, I guess that's interesting because you have so and so much time per patient. But uh, do you feel like if you had less of a boundary of how much time you have, like you could do better quality work because you could say, oh, and this patient... Uh, I need more time on the other one, maybe I need less. Definitely. In hospital work, this this works like that. There you go in a patient's room and maybe you have only 10 minutes and then you have over another patient, you have 50 minutes. That's okay. But ambulant, out of hospital, also the patients, they expect 30 minutes. <laughs> they have the right for 30 minutes and... That's why it's so, um, yeah, it's not changeable, but it's a pity. But even though I think 30 minutes for me, it was always too short. So it took like 60 patients a day. So many different people, human beings to get into a relation. And it was really um, a loss of quality for me, for my treatment and also for my satisfaction because I, the whole day I run after time. In my thoughts, I was al already by the next patient and couldn't really be in the moment. And that's a thing I also um, experienced then in my free days that even when I was having a coffee with someone, I really thought already after um, for the next happening the next appointment or whatever and uh, yeah now i have much more time i have one hour for a patient and this gives me much more quality and i think i have a deeper relationship with the patient and definitely more i'm more relaxed and more satisfied What's different between now and then? It's just the workplace that uh, manages time differently or? Yeah, now I work in a mental health clinic and there, yeah, we have less pressure um, to do so many and many patients a day. But I learned also in my private life to only make one appointment with one friend a day. So it I have time if, if, you, if we really um, have a good conversation and I can stay longer, I can, for, can forget about time. And for me, it's much more quality time. <laughs> so in a, in a way, you spend more time with something in order to have a, a better time with that something. So it's a little bit contrary to, to popular belief that you need to rush to things in order to do more things that you value, to spend as much time with as much things you want to do 
it's a little bit contrary but i feel like you if, if you have time um also to be spontaneous if, if something happens that you can react to it and stay longer or i feel also if, if i can do this in my private time with my kids and, uh, and so on that is very valuable it's if they want to go to another playground and it's okay to go to another playground if i don't have something else planned mm-hmm. it's uh we are all happier and <laughs> yes quieter yeah, I think that's something that I've also learned from you over the last few years. I make less plans now for a weekend than I used to, because I used to feel like, oh, it's the weekend, you need to maximize your enjoyment of your weekend. Now I tend to try to make fewer, which I don't always succeed to do, but uh, leaves more room uh, to be spontaneous. So you lower your expectations in a way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With spontaneity, since you both traveled quite a bit, you feel like, because I feel like when you were traveling, at least in my experience, there's also always much more room for uh, spontaneity. Um, Did you feel the same way when you were traveling compared to your sort of work-life routine? For us, no, because I'm, uh, as a a person, I need a little bit of of a routine and I, I need to know what happens otherwise I get stressed that's just me as a personality mm-hmm. so I always knew what was going to happen in a day or two maybe but always uh, of course if you wanted to stay a little bit longer someplace yeah we let that happen uh, spontaneity is something that is very uh, a good thing to have and also to, to be able to perform but for me personally but that's just my personality it's, it's a very hard thing um, yeah, I'm, I'm more uh, the other kind. I don't plan much because I'm a bit lazy. And I, I, I like to to be very spontaneous. But on the other hand, then I sometimes I miss things. I'm then when I want, I don't know, I would like to have a ticket for this museum. But because I didn't um, book it in advance, it's already full. And yeah, then that's, of course, <laughs> that's sad for me then, but it's always a balance for me between, between um, yeah, being very spontaneous or being planned and having more security. When, when we used to travel together, which we did <laughs> before I had kids, it was just the same way. He was spontaneous to my plans because I needed the plans and the security. <laughs> And when we learned to work like that, I think it it, it worked quite well. Yeah, you remember. I think for me, we covered the most important topics uh, that I wanted to talk about. And I think more topics than that, even. Um, do you feel like there's something else you have to say on the topic of time that you think is important that we haven't talked about? Sharing time. We did not uh, cover that yet. We said uh, spending time and having time and um, taking time but uh, sharing time that's also an important thing as, uh, as a social species to share time with one another and that is, is something very valuable yes we should think on that because um, again the, the smartphone as a, as a devil's tool is giving you the impression that you can share time with people but one-on-one time discussing things or being with somebody is, is for me more valuable if I might give that judgment, <laughs> but maybe that's not uh, truthful for somebody who is uh, uh, far away from their relatives and friends. Yeah, and it's interesting also the concept of sharing time, I think, uh, when I think of creativity, because I think sharing time for me is really about having time to really be with someone and uh, also really listen to them and engage on a deeper level whereas you could say oh in the rush of doing a lot of things here in your day you spend time with someone but you don't really share that time with that person and that might block you from listening what the person might have to say whereas if you share your time they might inspire you with certain ideas or they might uh, they might inspire a certain creativity or give you certain thoughts you haven't had so uh, that's interesting yeah and that mindfulness comes important then for me because you have to be mindful of of other people. The, the kind of meditation I do is not mindfulness meditation. That's why it's not important for my meditation practice. But uh, for that, it is important. If you uh, share time with somebody, you, you have to be mindful in a way of, of uh, what's happening right in front of you. 
Yes, uh, I agree with you. Thank you for sharing uh, those thoughts with us. And uh, what about you, Manuel? Is there anything you would still want to address uh, before I move on to my closing questions? Yeah, maybe a little bit political direction. Last time we talked about, I mean, it's okay if not every person in our society wants to take time to think about political, philosophic topics and about solving humankind with the climate change, but that people in power, politicians, they, they should have time to really think, to have time to think and reflect. And I doubt that they really have enough time they need to do such important decisions. Yeah, I think that's interesting with what we said before with regards to uh, if you're under time pressure, you might have a certain type of creativity, but if you have time, you have a different type of creativity in the sense that uh, you, you reflect upon society. So I think that's a very valuable comment uh, you made. And I, I agree that uh, those who make important decisions might benefit from having more time uh, to think about those uh, decisions. Maybe that would lead to decisions that might be more creative or that might take us to very different directions. Maybe it's, it's part of the system that we elect people that had time in the past, come into power and don't have time and then burn all their ideas through in an ideal case. Uh, maybe that's the idea of the system. I, um, I agree. It should be the case that people in power should have time to have those creative moments and ideas and not just burning from one topic to another, reacting and all the while still trying to get re-elected the next uh, election. Then I have two final questions that I ask every person I interview. So I will ask each one of you <laughs> each of those questions. The first question would be uh, which are three books or documentaries that you could recommend uh, to listeners that are kind of related to the topics we've been discussing? Yes, I have three books. <laughs> They are all Zen books. The, the first is uh, uh, Shobogenzo from Dogen. It's a 12th century Japanese monk. It's very hard to read. He has a chapter on, uh, it's, it's called Uji. It's translated as being time mm -hmm. on, on the topic of time. But there is a, a very modern translation by Brad Warner in the book, uh, Don't Be a Jerk. And he has a chapter on that chapter. And he's... Um, taking chapters from that old Japanese book, very freely translating it to a modern American. That's the, the second one. And the third one will be um, Each Moment is the Universe by Dining Katagiri. It's a, uh, a Zen philosopher, Zen teacher that has, um, has talked a lot about time and uh, what time is for us. And, and uh, he's uh, defined his Zen practice in the word of time. So that's another one. Yeah, one, one really to time is um, from Henry David Thoreau, mm -hmm. and the title is Walden. He was a, an American philosopher in 1850s, and it's, it's his diary about uh, living in the woods. Another one is also from, from a Zen monk, and uh, yeah, from Thich Nhat Hanh. Yes, he, he wrote plenty of books, but one is um, Peace is Every Step. It's uh, yeah, a lot of mindfulness um, stuff, but um, really it slows me down when I read this book. Yeah, and, and maybe last but not least, it's um, the very famous one from um, Harari, Homo Sapiens, A Brief History of Mankind. Also very helpful to to larger perspective about our humankind and about um, how we developed cities and works, uh, workers and yeah. Yeah, these three books really changed my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Thank you for the recommendation. Can I say something about uh, Thoreau and Walden? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
he had uh, also the uh, what we talked earlier about um, being content and having less lower expectations. He talks a lot about that. Yeah, and I think you were telling me, Manu, that he was already in his time uh, thinking about kind of the way we think about time or something like this. Or he was reflecting on certain yeah, things yeah, in his society yeah, that mean, are similar to I, what a lot exactly. of people think about in our society. Um, um, I don't know the word in English. Fabrik. There were this um, factories. Yeah, factory. yeah, age of factory. People work working 10 hours, 12 hours in factories. And he um, already uh, claimed these people. Hey, you're fools. Why you work so hard? You, you don't have time for enjoying life. So he recommended, he has he had his little garden outside, his um, forest house, and he worked maybe six weeks a year. <laughs> and the rest he was uh, wandering around in nature and writing philosophic um, stuff. And yeah, he was really a um, brilliant mind that Mahatma Gandhi was inspired. Civil resistance idea. And he had plenty of ideas even uh, that it, we should all live uh, as vegetarians already at that time. Oh, interesting. Thank you for sharing. Those are good the recommendations. Um, then the last questions I have is, could you describe an act of kindness that really brightened your week? Yeah, um, I'm a godfather of Philip's son and uh, he really wanted to uh, share his time playing with me. So he took my hand um, and uh, really said, come on, play with me. Come on, look what I do. It was really uh, very, very cute and really brightened my. Yeah, in a way it's sad. I don't can think of one act of kindness that I experienced particularly. But what you're saying is, is bringing it to my mind that uh, the kids are a good source of that kind kind of kindness but they're very direct very they can be very hard and uh, rash and hurtful sometimes but also very kind and i don't remember every single bit of kindness they do <laughs> as i also forget the the harsh things they do <laughs> which is also good as a parent but uh, yes they brighten up my life a lot nice thank you for sharing yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was it. Thank you so much for the interview. I enjoyed the, the conversation. Thank you for having us. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, you can follow the Rethinkers podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. You can also find the podcast on Instagram under rethinkerspodcast.ch. Please do feel free to spread the word and tell your friends and family about the podcast if you enjoy listening to it. And if you want to stay informed about the release of new episodes, you can also subscribe to a mailing list by filling out the contact form on the podcast's website, which is www.rethinkerspodcast.ch. On the website, you'll also find more detailed information about the podcast in general and about uh, the other episodes, and you can read episode summaries. And if there's any suggestions or comments you'd like to share with me, do get in touch. I'd really love to hear from you. So thank you for listening to the Rethinkers podcast and enjoy your day. Mm -hmm.